I'm talking about the Lord. What is the king's agenda? We need to find out and know what it is now more than ever because man have an agenda. Y'all not listening to me this week. Uh, maybe in the past week, our new Congress have uh, come into play, and they passed uh, a resolution that took out the use of various common terminology, man and woman, boy and girl. Uh, they are moving towards all of this neutrality. Y'all not listening to me. And all of these things that God have given us is what our identity is. Man, the enemy, is the enemy's agenda is trying to disrupt it and slowly creep in to where it tells you how you are supposed to live, how you are supposed to be. But don't you know that I want God's plan and God's agenda because his plan and his agenda is right. And we got to wake up because, you know, we we glad that we got one person out of there. But we've got to realize that the enemy is not a human being. It's a spirit. Y'all not listening to me. And just because you get somebody out of somewhere, if you don't deal with the spirit, you just still got the worse problem. And sometimes we get in the human side of things and we feel like we've got a victory. But really what we need to do is pray because the devil is cunning. Y'all not listening to me. The Bible says Satan have disguised himself as an angel of light. What does that mean? That's Satan's name, Lucifer. It means light bearer. God created him, but he deviated from the purpose and the plan of God through the pursuit of pride, trying to elevate himself to become the object of worship. And so we need to know what God's will and what God's plan is because that's what's best for us. I want the king's agenda. I'm going to try not to be before you long this morning. We're going to walk through the scripture. We're going to read from 1 Samuel chapter 8, a few verses there. It says, as Samuel grew old, he appointed his sons to be judges over Israel. Joel and Abijah, his oldest sons, held court in Beersheba. But they were not like their father. Listen to me. They were greedy for money. They accepted bribes, and they perverted justice. Everything in this world system is driven by the economy. It's driven by uh, someone who has put forth a system where someone gets and someone else loses. Someone else is at disadvantage. And when we have leaders who are not godly, and when we have leaders that have an agenda that is selfish, uh, the people of God always suffer. God have never purposed us, if he placed you in a position of influence, to be there to put forth your agenda. He puts you in places of influence so that you can put forth his agenda. God doesn't bless you with income and a job. Y'all not saying nothing for you just to enjoy life and have nice things. He blesses us so that we can be a blessing in his kingdom. I wish y'all listened to me. And we are in a time, and we're this month, we're talking about holiness. Holiness has to do with getting back to the order of God. And he said, be holy, for I am holy. God has a way that's better than our way. His plan is better than our plan. And the enemy's plan and tactic of deceit is to get us to be self-seeking and self-pleasing. Y'all not listening to me this morning. He wants us to live, and this is the struggle of the flesh. 
flesh wants to do what it wants to do. But when you come under the order and the system of God, you have to give up your way. Y'all not listen. You have to give up your will. And Jesus prayed this when he came. He said, Father, not my will, but thine will be done. Don't you know God's way is better? It's higher. It's greater. Praise God. The enemy wants us to think that our way is. Here, the people of God got leaders uh, who had an agenda that was different than the order of God. And it says, finally, the elders of Israel met at Ramah to discuss the matter with Samuel. They said, look, you are now old and your sons are not like you. Give us a king to judge us like all the other nations have. You know what? We will always be at a disadvantage when we are striving to be like everybody else. God calls us to be holy. He said in the word, come out from among them and be separate. And I've said this, this has nothing to do with what you got on. This morning I got on a t-shirt, I got on some shoes and some pants, I don't got a robe on and sometimes I wear those things, but holiness is not what's on our body. Holiness is what's in our heart. Y'all listening to me? And sometimes we look on the outside and the enemy deceives us because he wants to make us think that somebody got it together and they don't. It's just a trap. It's just a con. And sometimes we look at other folk and we see it looks like they're prospering. It looks like they're having a good time. But what you don't know is what's going on the inside. What we don't know is what's happening behind closed doors. You know, sometimes we, we see, oh, it looks like social media. We've got Facebook, Instagram, people posting pictures. What are those? Those are images of what they want you to see. Y'all listening to me? And we got technology now where you can doctor things up. You know what? If you're too dark, if you're too light, you can brighten it or darken it. You know what? You can put a shine on your face. Why? Because these filters we wear, amen, are all there because we're trying to hide and cover up. But God wants us to be genuine and real before him. He doesn't want us to pursue the images that we see around us, but he wants us to chase after his will. Y'all listening to me? Jesus wants to be our king. These people looked at the other nations, and they became envious. And so they went to the man of God, Samuel. And we skip down to verse 10. It says, so Samuel passed on the Lord's warning to the people who were asking for a king. The Lord says, I want to be your Lord. He says, I want to be your God. I want to be the one who provides for you, who protects you, who watches over you, who keeps you. But so oftentimes we look towards something else, towards somebody else to meet our desire to fill the void. Listen, what do we do? We, we go look for a man. We go look for a woman. Y'all not saying nothing. We go look for a new job or we'll go look for a new house. But listen, it's time for us to seek God. It's time for us to look to God. We will always be displeased and unsatisfied as long as we are pursuing our agenda because flesh will never be satisfied. You ever ate that? You can go to a buffet and you can eat, 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 eat. And you'll be full for a period of time. But after a while, you're hungry again because flesh is never satisfied. And so as long as we are catering to what we want and what we think and how we feel, we will constantly be pulled away from the agenda of God. I wish y'all would help me preach this morning. They asked for a king. The Lord gave them this warning. In verse 11, it says, this is how a king will reign over you. 
the king will draft your sons and daughters and assign them to his chariots and his charioteers, making them run before his chariots. Look at that. The order of the family is disrupted when we are not in alignment with the king's agenda. I'm going to put it in plain English this morning. Sometimes we read the Bible and we get confused, but I don't want you to leave confused today. The man's agenda is to change the order of God. God establishes the family. He establishes how he wants things to be. And he seeks to rob us of the thing that God places before us to equip us and to help us. He says, this king will reign over you, will draft your sons, assign them to chariots and chariotors, making them run before his chariots. Listen, there's a selfish agenda. Verse 12, some will be generals and captains in his army. Listen, the enemy wants to give you a position. He wants to give you influence, but it's an agenda tied to it. Some will be forced to plow in the fields and harvest his crops, and some will make his weapons, his chariot equipment. The king will take your daughters, not just your sons, that place where our name is carried, but our daughters. He says that from you, he will force them to cook, bake, make perfume for him. He will take away the best of your fields, your vineyards, olive groves, and give them to his own officials. That sounds like man's agenda. He will take a tenth of your grain and your grape harvest and distribute it to his officers and attendants. That sounds like a selfish agenda. Says he will take, listen, that word take. Verse 15, it says he will take. Verse 16, it says he will take. Verse 13, it says he will take. Listen, the enemy comes to take. Y'all not listening to me. The devil wants to take and rob you of the destiny and the purpose that God has for you, which is for you to have an abundant life. Let's skip over to John 10 and 10. We want to know what the king's agenda is this morning. That's what I'm trying to talk to you about. It says what the enemy's agenda is there. The thief's purpose is to do what? To steal. What does steal mean? To take. The enemy comes to take. Not only does he come to take, it says he come to kill. What does that mean? He says, you're just trying to kill you physically? No. He wants you to die a spiritual death because spiritual death is separation from God. And then he comes to destroy. He comes to bring forth damage and chaos. This the enemy's agenda, all right? But what's God's agenda? God's agenda said, my purpose is to give them a rich and satisfying life. Now, don't get uh, too drained down by that word rich because God is not talking about money. Y'all listening to me? He's not talking about financial resources. What is he talking about? He's talking about a place in him where he has dominion over our life. And we experience the overflow and abundance of all of the things that he brings and that he gives. Because God doesn't take. God gives. He didn't come to take life. He come that we might have what? Life. And have it more abundantly. Are y'all listening to me today? When we come under the king's agenda, our Christ, our Lord, it's, it's altogether different. 
than any agenda that the enemy has because the enemy's agenda is crooked. Listen, man's agenda is there to take. It's there to disrupt the order of family. If you look at our society, every problem pretty much boils down to an issue with the family. Every person in prison, y'all not listening to me, every person in jail, y'all want to hear me this morning, every person dealing with alcohol or substance abuse, it all generally boils down to an issue in the family. Because the enemy assignment is to disrupt the order of God. He don't want you to be married. He, listen, y'all listening to me? He don't want you to be in a covenant relationship with nobody. He wants you to do what flesh wants to do. He doesn't want you to do the way God wants you to do because he know God's way is perfect. He know God's way is best. Y'all listening to me? God's agenda is greater than the enemy's agenda because when the enemy agenda takes precedence over our life, then we have brokenness. Where is it in the word? Y'all listening to me? First Samuel chapter 8 says, this is how the king that you asked for will reign over you. He will draft your sons and daughters. Y'all listening? They will be forced to plow, to harvest his crops, to make his weapons. He will take your daughters. Listen, it's time for us to get our sons and daughters back. Y'all listening to me? It's time for us to get our family back. Listen, the enemy have come to break up and to disrupt the order of God. But it's time for God's people to rise up and raise a flag that says we are no longer under the enemy system, but we are pursuing and chasing after the agenda and the order of God. You can't have my family. You can't have my son. You can't have my daughter. You can't have my sister, my brother. You can't have my mother, my father. Come on, I belong to God. Anybody believe that this morning? Anybody want God's plan? Anybody want God's bless? Anybody want God's promise? His promises are yea and amen. It's time for us to go after the king's agenda. Man's agenda is always there to go against the order of God. We either following one or two agendas. There is no in between with God. And that's why he calls forth holiness. God don't want you to be in the church and in the world. Y'all listening to me? He don't want you to be cold, uh, uh, lukewarm rather. He says if you're cold or hot, but if you're lukewarm, I splew you out of my mouth. And listen, that's what's happened to the church today. We are lukewarm. Listen, we've mixed up everything because we're trying to be accepted by everybody else. We're trying to be like everybody else. But Jesus said, I come that you have life and have it more abundantly. And sometimes the things that are missing and broken in our life is because Jesus is not fully Lord. He's not fully God. When he's not fully Lord and he's not fully God, when something else has emphasis in your home, in your life, listen, what happens is it begins to draw you away from God, and it draws those in your life away from God. The enemy comes to take, but God says, I come to give. Our life is about God's agenda or Satan's agenda. We're either under God's system or Satan's system. Both agendas are described clearly here in John 10 and 10, the thief. That's what a thief do. They take something that does not belong to them. Listen, they take 
to kill. The name is transferred then to false teachers who do not care to instruct men, but to abuse their confidence for their own gain. Man have a selfish agenda. Listen, but God have an agenda. Jesus, he says, I gave my son for God so loved the world. He did what? He gave. He didn't take. He gave his only begotten son. So whoever do what? Believe in him would not perish, would not be destroyed. Listen, would not experience spiritual death, would not have the things that God have promised and blessed them with taken away, but they would receive a rich and satisfying life. The agendas are described here. But what's God's agenda? What's God's agenda? He wants to reign in our hearts and lives. That's what a king does. A king rules. A king has authority. A king has authority over a nation, a territory. Jesus Christ, if we are believer, is to be our savior, our Lord, and our king. And it's his agenda that we should pursue for our life. Jesus wants to be your ruler. Listen, he wants to be your provider. He wants to be your protector. He wants to be your answer. He wants to be the one that gives you a better life. It's time for us to pursue the order of God. The king's agenda is to build you up through faith to experience a rich and satisfying, abundant life in Christ Jesus. Life. What is it? Real and genuine. An active and vigorous life devoted to God. Bless. Hallelujah. Put your trust in Christ. A life that does not end when we breathe our breath lasts over here, but a life that continues. Abundant life, something more. Somebody say that God's got something more. Listen, some of us are in a place of discontent. We're not satisfied. Lord, there's got to be more than this. Lord, I got a job. I got a house. Lord, I got a husband. I got a wife. Lord, I've got all of the things. I got money in my account. But Lord, there's something missing. Listen, when we come to Jesus Christ, he comes to take and he comes to fix everything that's missing and that's broken in your life. Y'all listening to me? He says, which agenda is better? Satan's agenda is to take, is to get. But God's agenda is to give you his best. Hallelujah. Praise the name of the Lord. Luke 1 and 32 and 33. I'm going to have to bring this to a close. Says he will be great. It was talking about our Lord and Savior. He will be called the son of the most high. And the Lord will give him the throne of his father David. And he will reign over the house of Jacob forever. Somebody ought to declare that this morning. Lord, I want you to reign over my life. Lord, I want you to have authority. I want you to have dominion. I want you to have control. I want you to direct me. I want you to bless me. I want you to help me. I want you to direct me. God, I want you to give me all of the things that you have promised me in your book. It says, and of his kingdom, there will be no end. I want you to know that heaven and earth shall pass away, but Jesus never fails. He is the first and the last. He is the alpha and the omega. He's the beginning and the end. He's the ancient of days. He's the one that Jeremiah and Elijah and all of the prophets prophesied about. He, his kingdom will have no end. Throughout antiquity and history, there have been various kingdoms.
some that have risen up and that have fallen, but there's one kingdom that will remain forever, and his name is Jesus Christ our Lord. His kingdom and his government has no end. Isaiah prophesied about it, said he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities, and the chastisement of our peace is upon him, and by his stripes we are healed. I wish somebody knew what I'm talking about this morning. It says that the government will be upon his shoulders and he will be called what wonderful counselor almighty God everlasting father prince of peace does anybody want that agenda over your life Lord I want you to reign over me Ephesians 1 20 through 22 says that Jesus is now seated at God's right hand in heavenly places far above all rule and authority and power and dominion and above every name that is named he's his name is above muhammad it's above buddha it's above Samyan moon hallelujah come on it's above allah his name is jesus christ our lord his name is above secularism his name is above all of the things that the enemy has sent and brought to disrupt and to bring forth chaos his name Not only in this age, but in the one to come. Listen, his kingdom is eternal. We put people in the political office, but they have a beginning date and an end date. Listen, there's a term that begins and there's a term that ends, but his government shall never end. Thank you, Lord. It shall never cease. Thank you, Lord. Deuteronomy 10 and 17 says, For the Lord your God is God above gods and the Lord of lords, the great, the mighty, and the awesome God who does not show partiality or take bribes. Listen, sometimes, listen, we put our faith in the wrong person. We put our faith in human beings, but put your faith in God. I want you to know this morning, it's a blessing and thank the Lord for the stimulus check, but the government is not your source. God is your source. God is your strength. He's the one that breathed into you the breath of life. He's the one that woke you up this morning. He's the one that clothed you in your right mind. He's the one that kept you when the enemy sought to kill you. He's the one that healed you when you were sick. He's the one that blessed you when the enemy came to an attack. And his agenda is for you to have a rich and satisfying life. Psalm 136 and 3 says, Give thanks to the Lord of hosts, for his loving kindness is not temporary, but is everlasting. Come on. I don't know about you, but I'm going after the king's agenda. The people got frustrated in 1 Samuel chapter 8 with the human leader, and they asked for a new leader, and God granted their requests. Listen, I don't care who's in office. Government will never be the answer for our issue. The establishment of a human system to govern the people of God has always led down to the breakdown of the family. When the family unit is broken, there's chaos. The plan that God has set, the people of Israel refused to listen to the voice of Samuel. That's why every man and woman of God needs to be under another man or woman of God that hears from God. 
that teaches us not their agenda. And this is what's happening in the church. You have a lot of folk that teach people under themselves. They tell you what they want you to do and how they want you to do it. But this is our manual of instruction. This has not got my name on it. But this comes from the holy ordinance of God. And this is what we are to pursue and seek and implement and enact in our lives. God's system. Samuel was a prophet anointed by God, but they rejected Samuel. Listen, when we reject the man or woman of God, we're not just rejecting a person. We're rejecting the one that God had sent. The prophet was there not to speak what he wanted, but he was there to declare the order of God, to communicate God's plan. But the people rejected the message. They wanted something different. Their request for a king wasn't inherently wrong, though, because we all are under something. But God's plan was that he be king, that he be Lord, that he have rule, that he govern, that he order their life. But they got impatient. And we have to come under this place of patience and waiting for the Lord's will. Lord, I want your will to be done, your kingdom to come. The earthly king wanted for himself. He wanted dominion over their family. Y'all listening? He wanted dominion over their life. He wanted dominion over their finances. Listen, he says, I'll take a tenth of your grape and harvest. I'll take the best of your fields. Y'all listening to me? And I'll give it to somebody else. He, he wants dominion over your faith. The earthly king is not there to take care of you. But what you have been given, what has been ordered by God, is not something that's selfish and self-seeking. We got to stop looking at what everybody else is doing. We need to look to the hills from which cometh our help. Our help cometh from the Lord. Some of you are saying, I need the school to fix this. I need the government. I need the city to fix that. Listen, there are some things that they are responsible for that we don't do a God, good job with. Keeping the street patched up. Y'all not listening. Keeping the lights on. Keeping the infrastructure in place. But if we want to experience the God's best, we've got to stop looking at for it to come through laws and man's regulations. It's time for us to look to Jesus. He's the author and the finisher of our faith. It's time for us to hear the word of the Lord. They wouldn't listen to Samuel that God's agenda is better than anything man puts in place for us. Matthew Eleven twenty nine through 30 says, take my yoke upon you. My yoke is easy and my burden is light. For I am gentle and humble in heart and you will find rest. See, the enemy comes to work you till you don't have nothing else to give. But that's not the agenda of God. Listen, if you, if you really plug into this world system, you would never take a vacation you would never take a break. You would 
always be running from one thing to the next, trying to get more. But listen, it's time for us to get God all the way. Lord, I want your agenda and your plan to be come full circle in my life. I've seen what the impact of the enemy's agenda is. He's brought brokenness into my family. He's brought brokenness into my finances. He's brought brokenness into my body. But Lord, I want to receive what your kingdom has to offer me today. I want to be delivered from everything of every place where the enemy have put me in a trap where he's got me chasing after his chariot. He's got me a general, general in his army. I'm forcing, I'm plowing in his field. It's time for me to plow in your field, God. He's took my son. He's taken my daughter. He's taken my family. He's robbed others of their purpose and destiny around me. Lord, because my time was consumed by the agenda and the system that the world has. But Lord, I don't want to stay under this system any longer. I want to come full circle into your kingdom. I want to experience your righteousness. Lord, I've tried the rest, but you said taste and see that the Lord is good. Blessed is the man that trusts in him. You said the lions slack and sup hunger, but those that seek the Lord shall not lack any good thing. Lord, I want your agenda. I want your system to have authority and dominion over my life. I praise you, God, that you didn't come to take, but you came to give. You didn't come, God, to hurt us, but you came to heal us. God, you didn't come to distract us and to tie us up, but you came to set us free, to bring us out of places of bondage. God, you didn't come for us to be depressed and sad, but you came that we would have a rich and satisfying life in you. You said that our joy may be full and that the joy of the Lord is your strength. Lord, the agenda of the enemy is worn me down. I'm tired. Lord, I'm tired of my way. Lord, I want to be about your way. In 2021, I'm done preaching. I want you to stand to your feet. I'm speaking to every person. I'm speaking to every person in this room, those that are listening to me over the airways. The Lord have an agenda. He has a plan for your life. It's not there to take. It's not there to force you into something. It's not there to, to put you in a place where you don't have what you need to break up your family, to break up your life. But he's here. He says, I'll supply all of your need according to my riches and glory. The end result of following the wrong king's agenda is a life that's empty and incomplete. The very things that are important to you and about you become missing and broken. And this is what's wrong with our communities. We need Jesus. We need God to be God. We placed our trust in the world system. We're relying upon man. We're trusting in the wrong thing. But I trust in the Lord. Lord, I need you to transform my life. I need you, God, to come into my heart. Lord, I thank you that you went to Calvary. And there at the cross, I thank you that you turned the lights on and the burdens of my heart rolled away. And Lord, this morning by faith, 
every place I've been blinded, I want to be receiving my spiritual sight again. God, I want to see clearly in the spirit what you have for me to do. Lord, let the burdens of my heart roll away. I just sensed this morning, some of you, there's just a pressure. There's just a weight. There's just a burden you've been carrying. But the Lord says, I come to give you a rich and satisfying life. He said, take my yoke upon you. My burden is easy. My burden is light. I come to bring forth blessing and purpose and prosperity and destiny in your life. Does anybody want the more of God today? Lord, there's something more. There's something greater. There's something higher. There's something greater. And I want the more of you today. Listen, we need to be careful that what we're asking for matches God's design and God's plan. Listen, they were asking for something, but they were asking from the wrong place. But it's time for us to ask God, God, to make us whole, to make us complete, to, to transform us from the inside out. Not my will, but your will be done. Lord, I've been doing what I want to do long enough, but I want God to walk with you today. God, I want to walk with you today. Of your government, there's no end. God, I thank you today. The enemy is wreaked havoc in my life, but I want to be whole. Thank you, Jesus. Lord, I want you to search me. Come on, say that, Lord. Search me. Search me. Shine your light. From heaven on my soul, if you find anything that shouldn't be, take it out. Lord, and straighten me. I want to be right. I want to be saved. I want to be whole. Lord, holiness is what I long for. Holiness is what I need. Holiness is what I long for. Take my life. Take my mind. Take my heart. Take my will, take my emotions, and conform it to yours. Lord, I surrender to you right now. If I preach to you this morning, there's something I said that have turned something on the inside of you. If you want to receive, amen, the blessing of God, if you want to walk into this place of abundance, you want to walk into this place of purpose and promise, if you're tired of the enemy's agenda and system, if you're ready for God's system to advance in your life, I want you to come stand before this altar. We've got some spots on the floor labeled for you. We're going to social distance. We're not going to get too close, but I want to pray for you. I want to pray for you. God has a plan for your life. 